ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and everybody in between. Welcome to another episode of the Jake Botel Football Experience. A pleasure to have your company as always on this episode. And today we are fortunate enough to be joined uh, by John Scrolly. Uh, pleasure to have your company today. John, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Thank you for having me. No worries at all, man. Pleasure to have you. Um, sweating it out over there while I'm uh, freezing my butt off here. Jealous right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I like the cold, but uh, it's, it's been a bit on the uh, freezing side. Um, so got you on the podcast today to talk, obviously, some football and, and specifically um, your role and involvement with the Michigan State Spartans club football team, which I was um, really fascinated uh, to learn a bit more about after sort of some initial conversations with you on the Football World Discussion Group. Uh, but first of all, I want to ask you a question that I ask all of my guests on the podcast, and that is, when did you first fall in love with football? I mean, uh, being from Connecticut and not really no sports seems to be around here. You just go to the nearest team. So my dad was a huge fan Sports are just big here with being fans of. So I fell in love with New York teams. I fell in love with everything about New York. So, and New York is like a huge football place. You see, you see the Jets, the Giants. You see also then being in Connecticut, you have the Patriots here. I think it's just, it's always been, I've always been in love with it because I kind of always had to, but I don't mind that. It just, it's a big part. Sports here is just a big part of every, everyday life. So I, I feel like since I was born, I've been meant to be in love with sports. Yeah, yeah, and that's sort of come across in some of the chats I've had yeah. with you on, on, um, on football world. Like, and it's not just um, American football either. You know, I know you're a big mm -hmm. fan of um, English football as well. Um, yep. How long have you been involved, like in in following that? Um, since uh, I will say since around seventh grade, so around eleven when I was 11 years old, um, I got back, I used to play soccer as a little kid, but I never really followed it till I got to, um, when I was 11 in 2012 or no, in 2010, when, uh, Man United, uh, I watched Man United for the first time. So, and uh, I fell in love with Man United and that's what got me into the EPL and following other sorts was just how fantastic this team was. They're an amazing team. Like I can't believe I, I, I used to follow the, the premier league a lot more. Um, <laughs> I can't watch it as easily now over here because they, they used yeah. to have at least a game of the week on free to air over mm -hmm. here. And I, I was an Arsenal supporter and I tell you what, Manchester oh. United haunted my <laughs> dreams for the majority of that time. <laughs> hey, at least you guys have an invincible year. So, I mean, res total yeah. respect towards them. Yeah. You guys got a few trebles though. So, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, so you fall in love with sports and mm -hmm. specifically with football where did you play the game growing up? Did, did you play as a, as a kid? Did you play American football? So as a kid, I played one year of flag football. Mm -hmm. I, my parents didn't, didn't think it was safe for me to play contact in my league because in my town, it's a bit rough. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been known to, known to be a bit rough here. So they didn't want me playing that. So I played flag football up until I got into high school where I finally was able to play. My parents let me play tackle for my high school for the first time freshman year. I played a year, uh, but then I wasn't feeling it anymore. I still, like, was following. I still was keeping up with the team and working with it. I was supposed to be the kicker for the team going to my senior year, but I ended up continuing. I got to the senior team for soccer, and I just continued with that. Didn't have enough time. 
Um, but I still had a deep down, I love playing football, even though I didn't spend much time on it. I loved it. Then mm. when I got to Michigan state, uh, going to my sophomore year, freshman year, I was just working on other things. Sophomore year, I found out with a club team and I joined it because I thought like, Hey, it'd be fun to try out because I always felt like I was missing some of my life. And I just think I found the perfect fit for me right there. So how did it come about that you, you know, you're, you're, you're at Michigan state and how did you mm-hmm. discover the, the club football team? Is that just a thing you it's, see on a poster or word of funny, mouth? <laughs> oh, it's a funny story. So originally I was supposed to play for the tryout for the club baseball team. I was in contact with the coach and whatever. And so a few days before the club baseball tryouts, my buddy Matt goes to me and goes, Hey John, um, my friend Joe is trying out for the club football team. You won't just come, just check it out, whatever, and everything. I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll try it. I'll try it out. I never heard of it. Um, I didn't know we had a club team at the school. And so I go to the tryouts and whatever. I'm talking to the coach and everything. And he goes, you have some really good hands, man. Uh, you're very fast and everything. Like, welcome to the team. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, you're on the team. Congrats. I'm like, uh, okay. So I just dropped everything. I said, I'm not going to do baseball. I'm going to stick with this. Mm-hmm. It's just – just weird how it ended up but i'm enjoying it yeah right so you went to start for the baseball and you ended up starting for football um (laughs) so for anyone unfamiliar with the concept because um club football uh in the u.s i gather is a little different so over here in in australia most teams are called club teams and and you Mm -hmm. sort of there's not really although we have school sports days there's not really a lot of school sporting teams to the same level or degree Mm -hmm. that there is in the States. Um, You know, you play club football um, out in the community. So for anyone unfamiliar with the concept, can you explain what club football in the U S is? So it's, it is kind of hard to talk about for people not being from America, but for clubs in America, it's like, would you expect like the chess club or, or gaming club or something like that for our school? We're a club, whereas in anyone can join, um, and we have to run it ourselves. We have to raise funding for ourselves. We have to do all this ourselves with no school support, except for we're able to use one logo from the school. Yeah. So it's, it's uh, I don't know how else to explain this. It's just like anyone could join a team. There's really no tryouts anymore. Uh, we, set, we let anyone join uh, that's able to play in the league. Anyone can be part of us. Um, yeah, that's really as much best I can explain it, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. No, Luke, that, that makes sense to me. And um, mm-hmm. so uh, that was one of the first things that struck me. I'm, I'm sort of jumping around a little yeah. bit in my questions, but that was one of the first things yeah. that struck me when you said um, on one of your mm-hmm. posts in a football world that, you know, you're organizing this season for your club football team and that sort of thing. And I started doing a little bit of digging about what that was the amount of work that you guys do, because as you say, you, you guys run the team. What goes into that? Yep. What, what are the processes for you guys to put Ooh. a season together? And yeah. So we work with other schools in our league. We're part of the NCFA league. And what we have to do is we have to create our own schedule. We have to find the funding. We have to find a football field to play on, find a practice field, recruit for players on our own. Um, yeah. Recruit, get funding, uh, make our own gear. Uh, make make our own time for team and players because we're all we're still all students. We're not D one students or anything, so our schedules don't revolve around our play at play time because we're not at we're not important at all. We're we're still full time students and everything. So it's there's a lot going into it. We have to 
we spent I spent so much time this summer just trying to figure out the schedule just in general um, and communicating with other teams. But it's um mainly just the basic stuff you would think of from an actual team, like you know just the money, the money purposes, the player finding players and everything. What you usually expect for a college team, which is uh, which is unique in a sense for students to actually be doing in America. Yeah, I mean, I was I was totally blown away. So by the level of work that you guys do, I assume, you know, a lot of that, a lot of work goes into, you know, you know, creating gear, creating uniforms and all that sort of thing and your own promotional material and all that kind of stuff. So how many teams are there in the, in the NCFA competition and how does that, that season work? How does that schedule work and, and, and play out? So there are currently uh, 25 teams in the NCFA. Um, we need, uh, and there's five conferences. Uh, we are in the Great Lakes Conference. There used to be two Great Lakes Conferences, but we combined them into one now. It has six teams in it. Uh, we play Toledo, uh, or we play a few teams that are known. Actually, Great Toledo is not Great Lakes, but we play Toledo. We play um, Oakland University. We play Wright State, uh, Roosevelt University, University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, uh, Loyola Chicago, SIUE, and then playoffs the top two from our division go into the playoffs uh, i can't speak for the other conferences because they are smaller conferences yeah. but that's what it's been seeming like as uh what will happen the top two from each conference go into the playoff and that will be a knockout round tournament yeah yeah right and so uh, so you guys must do some some travel then for, for, to, to play oh. these games <laughs> can you talk a bit about yeah. that and like they're like um I assume you're not getting, you know, a, a college-funded jet or anything to, to carry around for your... I will. That would be <laughs> fantastic, but we, we, it depends on... A, we do travel a lot, um, especially this next season. We're trying to travel the most we have in years. Uh, last season, we only had three home games compared to five, uh, six away games. Yeah. This year, it's going to be more even, five and four, uh, yeah. five away games, four home games. Uh, we travel about a 1,000... 200 miles a year wow. uh, for just in general, uh, which I think this year is actually going to come out to be a bit more than that. Cause we have to go to Milwaukee and we have to go to um, Edwardsville, which is at, just outside of St. Louis, uh, Missouri. And um, well, we, it depends on what game we're doing. If we have a long game, like going to Milwaukee, we will, we will book a night in a hotel and we to all get vans together, multiple vans to carry the team. But if we're playing the game, which is an in-state rival against Oakland, we will all just have our own cars and like have multiple players be picked up by another player to yeah. go to this game. So, I mean, it varies game by game. Uh, we do, tr we do travel, I think, well, mm -hmm. um, compared to like what some of the other schools have to do. Yeah. Um, but it is sometimes also just a difficult fund we have to uh, deal with, with the team. Mm. So, so do you guys do any sort of, um, I, I imagine there would be some sort of fundraising um, that mm -hmm. you guys would, would do on your own because I, I'm assuming that uh, outside of whatever you can raise in funds, you guys are having to pay from out of your own pocket sort of thing. Yep. So we do have team dues in general. Uh, each player has to pay a team dues, which is also yeah something rare you see from a, from a team in, in America, but that's, or Delta do. Then on top of the fundraising, it's due to COVID this year, we had to miss out on a lot of events. We were originally planning um, a few student events at MSU, but they had to be canceled. We do, do a youth camp every summer uh, for young players, uh, young players in Michigan to come out and just 
have fun, learn some football, football ways and everything, practice and everything. But that was unfortunately canceled as well. But we usually bring in some money there. We have GoFundMe uh, set up and a, and a currently a uh, shop set up to get some gear, yeah. uh, which I actually currently have some right here. I've, we have some hats, some great hats going yeah. on and everything. Yeah, nice. And a uh, shirt, a shirt with our new new uh, thing, Go Green, Go Gray, because nice. we can't use Go Green, Go White. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, so, but that's that's what we where we bring in money most of the time. We're trying to once this whole virus situation is over, we're planning so many more events. Uh, in general, uh, but right now that's what our basic income for the team is right now. Yeah, and so you say there's a GoFundMe. Um, I'll mm-hmm. I'll get you to give that address at the end, but give it yep. give it once here as well if you've got it in front of you. How how can people find that GoFundMe campaign? Um, if they want the it? the GoFundMe will be up most tomorrow. Uh, we just had to do it to get it set together, but it will be up tomorrow. Yep. Um, you can add, donate to it as much as you want. You can also go to squad locker to uh, buy some more stuff. 10% of each thing you bought purchase will come to the team, yep. but and you also get some pretty nice gear that I've enjoyed right now. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Um, yeah. Look, as I, I sort of keep saying, like it really blows me away. Like the, the commitment level from you guys, obviously in that love of football to make this happen sort of for yourselves. Um, it, it's really relatable the local sports scenes here in Australia, often, you know, you've, you've got a similar kind of thing where we've got guys and, and girls who are paying to play um, their sport of choice. Uh, they're going out and doing, you know, sausage sizzles and, and, and raising money, um, you know, fundraising. Uh, that's a, it's a massive thing. Like when you don't have, you know, a massive organization and that funding behind you and you've got to get out there and sort of grassroots raise, raise all that money on on your own my hat off to you mate it's a it's a massive effort um one other sort of thing that i'm interested in too so you say you guys um the schedule thing for you guys around around your study um because obviously if you're in like say a d1 college football team i imagine there is time allotted in in your school schedule to go and train how do you guys manage yeah. training? How, how often do you train? Do you guys act as your own coaches? Do you have a, you know, a separate coach who, who, who takes the team? How does that look with your training schedule? So we train now twice, twice a week, usually Tuesdays and Thursdays, late at night for our players to be able to be done with classes, work around it, be able to go to practice. Um, and it usually, it's been working for years. We do seven o'clock at night. And most most classes are done by then. Uh, we do have a coach, uh, Coach JB, uh, who is helping, who helps with like raise money, helps with um, getting the schedule set together and stuff. Um, and he, we have a one other coach. We have a who is a D coordinator, um, who's new. I'm I'm blanking on his name, but he's new. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's all right. <laughs> um, but uh, we do we do have um. We do encourage players if you can't make a practice due to a uh, due to a school conflict, do not come to practice. School is ten times more important right now mm-hmm. for for us because we're all in college. It's the most important years of our lives, mm-hmm. so it's it's not difficult, but it does sometimes bring up some problems, such as like if there's a huge exam, most of our players who are in the same major um, will probably be taking that exam, and 10, 10 players on the team don't show up when we're a team of forty people. And that's one fourth team right there. Mm. So it, it has its problems sometimes, but it's, we've been able to balance it out pretty well. 
Yeah, yeah. So how many players did you say are in your squad as part of your team? Uh, usually we hit around the 40 mark. Uh, yeah, we nice. can have up to 60 players on the team, but yeah. 40, I think we've we've dealt with for we've had balance for the past few years it goes up and down constantly with people leaving due to some scheduling conflicts of people joining right up mid through the year but um that's usually what it bounces around to yeah okay so you, you don't have to um you know i know you, mm-hmm. you know some of the squads down here you know with gridiron um as it's called here they have sort of have to find a way to distinguish the name so so our gridiron <laughs> competitions down here you know there are teams you know, who are having to go both ways, you know, if you've only got, you know, 20 guys in the squad or whatever, you know, so, so you guys have, you know, a nice roster of, of players that not all well, of you have we to do, go. We do have a lot of players. We do have a lot of players playing both sides of the bow often uh, just because like there'd be some injuries or just people yeah. weren't able to make practice. And so they don't know the game plan and everything, but we do, it does happen a lot where we do have to have double-sided players. Yeah. 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 Right. So again, I guess that's speaking to a commitment, you know, from you guys. Does it kind of, does it ever amaze you how committed people are to come and do this sort of thing? It's our last chance to play football in a competitive aspect. I'm never surprised with these guys. They pull it out every week. They do a fantastic job. I remember one of my first memories of the team was we're playing Pittsburgh and our corner, Kyle Johnson, he is just a fantastic player, and he knew this was a time to shine because, and so he returned two kickoffs for a touchdown, two interceptions, and he had the game of his life. And ever since then, he's been just fantastic. He's gotten calls and everything, not, nothing big, but he's still, I know he's still fighting for a chance. And I just, ever since then, I've looked at my whole, everyone on my team and thought how amazing we all are together. This is just, it's always, the dedication I see from everyone is fantastic. It's really, it's kind of interesting. The more I talk to people, you know, over in the States and that sort of thing, it's like over here, because there's not that school football um, culture, you know, we don't really tend to have many football teams aligned. And I'm talking about Australian rules football. Um, You know, so most people, you know, you you go to school and then on the weekends or, you know, a couple of times during the night, you, uh, during the week, you'll go and, practice for your club team and the club teams will have under 12s under 13s 14s 15s whatever um all the way up through to senior men's teams kind of cut out a bit oh sorry my internet might be um yeah no worries fritzing up um you know so so there are there's an extended opportunity for people to keep playing football here um you know even once they are you know fully fledged adults once they're in their thirties and forties and beyond. It seems a real difference over there in the States where so many guys, you know, they reach the end of high school and that might be the, the last football they ever play or guys reach the end of college. And that's the last football they ever play. How, how meaningful is that to you guys? And how much do you value the opportunity to play football? You know, one more time, one more time. I mean, Give it all you got to the last to the end. Honestly, it's just, it's. It, it, I mean, deep down, it hurts everyone knowing that this could be the last time we ever play, but it still also just brings some joy to it. Um, it's the last time we're playing, so just enjoy it, and it makes it makes it so much better. It makes everyone playing so much better. It just make, brings the mood up a bit better, knowing that it's ending. But let's let's have fun with it. 
there are semi there are teams semi pro teams in America that mm-hmm. you see sometimes pop up, but it's nothing too big, nothing great. Um, and maybe there's no really big minor league in America anymore. XFL is gone. The indoor league is about to fold. Um, so I mean, it, it's it just brings brings a sense of how do I put this? It just brings a sense of like. Uh, I can't think of the right words. I'm sorry. Mm, no, that's all right. Uh, just more dedication to what you're doing in the end. Mm. Yeah, it's it's it is really interesting. Um, that 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 whole concept, you know, like it, it's sort of strange um, for people over here to understand. Um, and I'll, yeah, you know, try and explain that to people that you know these people might play their last game of football when yeah. they're a kid in high school. You know, there's there's no guarantees yeah. of any more um, football mm-hmm. after that. Um, so you're heading into your senior season. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. My yeah. last, my last season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how does that feel? And, and are you guys going to get a season on the park? Uh, right now, it seems like we will. Uh, there's only one team I know in our league having issues because, uh, their university is going to be closed. Uh, it's going to be closed midway through the season. Mm-hmm. But right now we only need 24 teams to operate. It seems like we will be having a season. MSU is right now going between August to November, and by November we would already be in playoffs and already be done with the season. If the only way it would affect it is if we got to the title game, which yeah. I mean, I love my guys. I think we could do it, yeah. but we never know. We never know until we get there. So yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I'll be crossing my fingers for you, mate, and hoping that yeah, that everything Thank sort you. of goes well and uh, you have smooth sailing and you get a full full senior season because i know i know yeah look i know speaking to you and and doing some research how, how much all this means to you guys um do you think that the club football thing obviously with 25 teams is it in a sort of a, a strong position uh, to continue into the future is this something that you think will grow do you think it's something that's just sort of going to remain at a steady rate what yeah what are your thoughts on that I think it's going to remain a steady rate, but there's still a chance for it to grow. Uh, the commissioner is always looking to add new teams. They're always looking to add wherever they are and make it work. They've been fantastic. They added three new teams this year in Gordon State, Ole Miss, and Toledo University, mm-hmm. and they've been wanting to add more. I know of a few people at other universities who are looking to add it. I think it can grow with the with additions of teams, mm-hmm. but right. Uh, but due to Corona, I think there's going to be some impact on it with teams hesitant to join. Yeah. But I'm liking where the league is going right now, personally. Yeah. Yeah, cool. And I, I just think it's awesome that there's this, you know, and like, I mean, as someone who loves football and appreciates how much other people love football and <laughs> and knowing that for so often you guys, um, you know, the opportunities become more and more limited. It's really cool to find out that there are these other avenues for people to keep playing ball kind of thing. So I, I, I'll... I'll be um, very much watching and uh, supporting from afar and, and uh, hoping that it, it grows and goes from strength to strength. Um, wanted to quickly spin over to, to some NFL chat, just some general football chat. If you've got a few more minutes to, to, to chat with me. Um, obviously on, on an, an NFL angle um, and you're a jet supporter. So yeah, don't don't listen to that back here. Don't listen to this this uh giant thing back here. That's my brother. So yeah, I'm a Jets fan. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, well, I mean, 
it's funny like the the jets too uh, kind of it's interesting people always say oh don't laugh about the fact that i'm a jets fan i've, I've sp- spoken to a few people yeah. like that but look man what yeah. I, i'm a, i'm a, first and foremost i'm a steelers fan but but really more than being oh, a steelers fan i'm a fan of football and mm-hmm. i've got to say that the jets have kind of there's a few teams that that hold a hold a bit of a place in my heart and the jets are one of them um because i think for me that that first super bowl that they won and and that upset for me sets the table for the rest of history that anything can happen at any time yeah. in the super bowl oh, yeah so when did you become a jets fan how did that happen why the so, jets if you've got the giants or you've got the jets how, how was it jets so i grew up with wanting to just piss off my dad as much as i can so every team he's a fan of i'm the opposite of so he's a giants fan a jets fan he's a mets i'm a yankees fan and so just if you can name the sport whatever my dad likes i'm the complete opposite of it and that's how i started that's how i started to like the jets was just to make fun of it make fun of him i just i just loved it better also a group with i grew up as a fan of like the color green as well for some reason yeah um and so like that brought some attraction to me as well so that's yeah. how yeah it's um and I've, I've have you read the book collisions low crosses uh no i have not it's a great read i'm, I'm about probably 80 percent of the way through and it's it's a journalist goes embedded with the new york jets i think in 2011 or 2010 um mm-hmm. and it, it's a really truly in-depth look at every aspect like he's there um even to, to the extent in a preseason game where he's been sitting in on offensive um or maybe it's defensive meetings they actually let him call a couple of plays in a preseason <laughs> game and he talks about the process of how that works <laughs> and um how strange it is sitting up in the booth and then you know, calling a play and watching it happen down on the field. But I highly recommend that. That's kind of one of the reasons I, I started to grow this, you know, separate attachment to, to the Jets because um, just some of the characters in that season with Rex Ryan coaching and they had Mark Sanchez at quarterback. I remember, I remember those years all too well. Yeah, yeah. Like that, it was a year of like some years of so much talent and promise with Darrell Rivas. And what do you think can come... For the Jets in 2020, nine and seven. That's my prediction right now. Nine and seven. I think we have a chance at wild card. Um, it's going to be difficult because I mean, I'm not a fan of Adam Gates at all. I really am not a fan of him. I'll give him the credit that they went six and two to end the year, and that Sam Darnold looked fantastic in those games because I love Sam Darnold. But it's too too old of a defensive line because Quinnen is not showing as much promise as I want him to. Jamal Adams is still fantastic. I don't think they will trade him. Jamal Adams is fantastic, but we look at the other products there. Marcus May is okay. He hasn't done too well, even though I love him. Blessing Austin only started doing well at the end of the year after we signed him, and then we have no other corner. So, I mean, hope Avery Williamson and CJ Mosey both coming off injuries is kind of scary, even though they are fantastic. It's just like, it's still, I don't want that to happen. Our O-line is just it's hard to say we were ranked the third most approved old line but it's hard to say because i still want to see it happen in real life i love makai becton but they're saying he has some like long-term health issues or uh issues that can lead to long-term health issues so i'm skeptical on that but we'll see we'll see i'm 
being positive for a jet season for a first time in forever. That's awesome. And and I, I think <laughs> you might have got a bit of a steal with Denzel Mims as well. Oh, um, definitely. Definitely. I love him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> well, I, I hope they do well. And I'm a bit of a Sam Darnold fan. The Jets. Uh, sort of gave it a really good crack at convincing my dad to try and watch football um, with a game last <laughs> season. He, he texted me and said, oh, I'm watching football. And he was watching uh, the Jets-Cowboys game. And I oh, said to great him... Game, great game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And this, that was the, one of the, few, the... I think the first game he watched all season because he's not a football fan at all. But that was first the first the game he season. watched. And uh, he watched a couple more last year so so hopefully uh, the jets have done their bit to convince another one of my family members to come over to the dark side <laughs> yeah it was oh, i love that game even though not a good year we won that game first win of the year beat the cowboys always a good sight yeah yeah man it's, it was awesome i i stacy will hate me for saying this but i do like seeing the cowboys lose um, <laughs> Every, everyone does everyone does <laughs> i'm going to do a comparison a comparison episode one day where I'll, I'll link an afl team to an nfl team and without a doubt the dallas cowboys are the collingwood magpies the magpies are kind of like australia's team everyone's supposedly loves them and by everyone that's their fans and everyone else loves to see them lose so um oh yeah. perfect yeah i think i understand the cowboys a little with with collingwood in the afl look man another i'll throw I'll, I'll throw it over <laughs> to you for stacy sorry <laughs> i just want to say one fun one fun fact for stacy jets have more playoff wins in 20 years in the last 20 years than the cowboys just saying <laughs> <laughs> oh man i can't wait to uh get offline once i've uh, put this episode up and see what goes on on afw um <laughs> the gloves might be off so i'll throw to you now man um just anything you want to promote any way people can get involved and help support um, Michigan State Spartans uh, club football team. All right. Well, I want to say um, thank you for having me on. Uh, it's yes. a great experience. I would say please go check out the NCFA, everyone, if you can. Support your local team. We're all across the country. Mostly East Coast, but some West, West uh, side teams. Uh, we have a group me, uh, GoFundMe going up soon. A, currently, we have a squad locker website to get purchase gear. Check our Facebook page, Michigan State Club Football Team. And um, yeah, thank you to everyone who supported us in the past. Uh, we look forward to this next season. Awesome, man. I'll um, I'll go online. I'd like to put a little ticker tape along the bottom with uh, the links yep. and stuff. So I'll, I'll plug those website links in. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll be able to promote this and hopefully get some more support. And, and you guys can have a great uh, season and, and a great senior season for yourself, man. Uh, thanks thank so you. much for coming on. It's uh, It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me, you. man. No worries. Thank you.